Alrighty, everybody. Good morning. Goon Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast. Week 14, Wiz. The final, uh, I guess, I guess the final week of the fantasy uh, prognostications from a regular season perspective. Obviously, we'll keep this going uh, during the playoffs, but uh, a lot of implications uh, this week as we really determine in, in all these leagues uh, who's going to make the playoffs. How you doing, Wiz? You are as well. Um, this is it. Week 14, regular season comes to a conclusion. And then <clears throat> for most leagues, it's uh, a three-week sprint. Weeks 15, 16, and 17 playoffs. And uh, and that's always exciting uh, to be involved in that. And I'm sure a lot of um, the fantasy football community is coming out to the last week. Who's going to make the playoffs or not? And uh, what's not helping matter uh, is these late. COVID situations and Keenan Allen getting ruled out, Jamal Williams getting ruled out, uh, just uh, just some of these. Uh, TJ Hawkinson injury looks like he's not going to play. Just some really some crucial guys who uh, people you know could need to win their game that uh, are going to be a no show in Week 14. Yeah, that's unfortunate, no question about it. I think uh, at that point in time, depending on your situations, you know there are a couple more teams with bye weeks this week, which is extremely unusual, but that's the byproduct of uh, the extended season of 17 games and you have to deal with it. Hopefully you've got some move money left and you're able to kind of pick some players up. I'm sure, you know, again, guys like Jamar Jefferson, uh, who are probably on waiver wires, uh, you know, in some leagues we've already seen this with guys like Guyton and even Josh Palmer picked up. Uh, other guys going to have to pick up uh, pick up the load here and, and help out. And uh, fantasy owners uh, certainly have to deal with this on, on top of all the pressure of trying to even get through the games and uh, and and in the event that they're trying to make a playoffs and elijah mitchell as well another player who's been ruled out for week 14 who's been playing so well and uh, getting getting so many carries and such a big part of the offense for him not to be playing is uh is 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 also uh, a difficult one to uh, navigate but uh this is the world we're living in. This is fantasy football. Some of it's injury related. Some of it's COVID. And uh, boy, it's just, uh, it makes things difficult. But um, with all of that said, we're going to try and help people as best we can as we head into week 14. All right. So uh, let's get into it here. Let's uh, let's parse through these uh, DraftKings rankings, Wiz. So why don't you take us out at the quarterback position this week? Yeah, I'm willing to pay up this week at DraftKings uh, on uh, DraftKings at quarterback this week. Uh, my strategy is to pay up at two positions and then try and find some value at other positions. But I want to pay up at quarterback this week. I'm loving two of the top guys, Pat Mahomes, 8,000, Josh Allen, 7,800. I think they're both going to put up big, big weeks. Pat Mahomes just plays great against the Raiders. Um, his best game of the year was against the Raiders. Look great, look comfortable. Loving him at 8,000. Loving Josh Allen as well at 7,800. And um, a little further down, I'm okay with playing Taysom Hill at 5,600. He brings the element of rushing touchdowns and rushing. So I'm okay a little further down with Taysom Hill at 5,600. And the two quarterbacks I'm fading, one is Lamar Jackson until I see otherwise that he they are able to figure out what what to do against teams that are blitzing him. And I'm going to also think Kyler Murray at 7,700. Uh, I just think the Rams have have something to prove. And I think this is a defense, I'm talking about the Rams, that matches up okay against Arizona, where I think the Rams have been hurt by teams that have grounded and pounded them into submission. Arizona is more of a finesse team. So I'm feeling Lamar Jackson, 
and the Kyler Murray this week. All right, interesting. Uh, I'm with you on Lamar Jackson. Uh, that is definitely a fade, and and they are definitely putting him under a, a lot of pressure. And I think we'll see the same thing uh, for this upcoming game against the Cleveland Browns. So I'm in, I'm in agreement with you there. Um, uh, in addition to that, the the other guy I'm going to fade this week. You know, I, I'm a little bit concerned about the Joe Burrow injury, Wiz. So that's one guy that I'm probably going to stay away from this week. It could impact uh, the entirety of that offense. Also, you have a situation at running back where where Mixon is banged up as well. So um, I'm, I'm going to fade Joe Burrow, though. I know he, at this point in time, he has practiced and he's looked okay, but I'm, I'm going to be uh, a little bit more gun-shy about going after him. I'm in agreement with you at paying up at quarterback. I'll say the one thing, Pat Mahomes has, to your point, I think eight career games against the Las Vegas Raiders all of them have been you know, basically above 300-yard passing games, save one. The one thing I want to watch out for in this game, I'm going to wait to see what the forecast is. And by the way, there's some terrible storms across the country um, uh, last night. And, uh, a lot of deaths out there. So hopefully people can, can be safe. Um, really sad stuff. But, but nonetheless, you know, weather is definitely an impact in these games. So I want to watch the wind before I actually make a call on, on Patrick Mahomes. Uh, I, I do like Mahomes. I actually want to go after him even even in a prop bet as well. Uh, the over-under for him, I think, is 285 and a half. Uh, but I want to wait to see what happens there. I think Josh Allen is going to be put to work in this particular ball game. Uh, the secondary of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, while it's gotten healthier, uh, it is not that strong. It's the weak point of this defense. Uh, last week, they had to contend with those 60-mile-an-hour wins. I think a completely different story this week. Uh, I'm with you with Taysom Hill. I'm going to throw one other guy out there at a very low level. Uh, Baltimore defense is an absolute mess right now. And at 5,200, I could see Baker Mayfield making some noise in this game. Uh, a week to heal himself a little bit because they've been banged up. Uh, the whole team's been banged up, but he has been in particularly banged up. Uh, at 5,200 against the defense that is on the wrong foot, especially in the secondary, I wouldn't mind taking a shot at Baker Mayfield this week. All righty, good enough. So why don't you take us out of the running back? Yeah, so uh, the guy I really love at running back this week more than anyone, and it's situational uh, in terms of not too many guys standing at the moment, but Josh Jacobs, a guy who I've kind of been a naysayer on almost all year, but 6,200. I like him against Kansas City. I realize the Kansas City defense is quite hot, but I think it's going to be a volume story for Jacobs. And I think if the Raiders have any chance of winning this football game, it's going to be giving, keeping the ball away from the chief offense, and Jacobs is going to be a big part of that. I love Javante Williams again. Melvin Gordon's still a little bit banged up. 5,900 against the Lions. He looked terrific last week. I've gone back and forth, Wiz, with the two Tennessee running backs on who I want to play more. But I'm going to lean on Devonta Foreman in this game. And I would say the same thing. One of those running backs, whether it's Hasty at 4,000 or Jeff Wilson Jr., who did come out of that last game last week, a little nicked up at 4,400. But somebody is going to be a big producer. Playing one of those guys is probably a key. And nobody has touched the ball more than J uh, Antonio Gibson of late. Uh, Dallas's defense is, has definitely played a lot worse as the, second half, as, as the season has rolled on. And especially if McKissick doesn't play, I think you have to play Antonio Gibson. Uh, the two guys that I'm fading this week, uh, I'm going to call him a running back in this particular instance, but I'm going to fade Cordaro Patterson this week against a rested and strong Carolina defense. And Joe Mixon, I said at the top, uh, I think he's coming into this game banged up. I want to stay away from Joe Mixon this week. 
All right, so I'm going to start with my fade because that's where you ended. I'm going to save Ezekiel Elliott at 7,300, and I'm, I'm fully aware that Pollard is banged up and may not play. And I'm aware that Elliott may get a lot of volume. I, I just don't care. I just think that he has proven as the game goes on that he just is not right. And he's good still in short yardage runs, but at 7,300, he's just a fade for me until I, I could see him having any kind of explosive run. So I'm fading him at 7,300. I'm with you on Antonio Gibson. I like him a lot at 6,000. He's playing better and better, and he's played well against the Cowboys. Um, so I'm, I'm liking him at 6,000. I'm liking Kareem Hunt. Uh, you made a point about uh, Ravens' defense banged up. Kareem Hunt came back. He wasn't himself uh, when they played a couple of weeks ago against the Ravens. Had the bye week. He's coming back. I expect to see him play a lot better and look a lot of healthier. I'm liking Kareem Hunt at 5,600. Two guys further down, Rashard Penny, I like at 4,800 in a good matchup against Houston. I just think I've seen enough of Alex Collins already, and Homer's not playing, so I'm liking Rashard Penny at 4,800. And also, um, Amir Abdullah, I think he's going to outplay Chew Albert the rest of the way down the stretch. I'm liking him at 4,800 in a matchup against the Falcons where I think he could do some stuff. So a little bit further down, getting some salary relief uh, with Penny and uh, Abdullah. That's what I have to say at running back this week. Yeah, I'm with you on Penny. Uh, actually, he's part of my prop bets this week. Uh, I, I have definitely seen enough of Alex Collins as well. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I think uh, on the prop side, uh, I'm going to have a call there, but I, I do agree with uh, with your feeling there. And, although, and, and I do hate whenever uh, Pete Carroll starts talking positively about a player, it's usually a reason to kind of run the other way. Uh, but in this particular instance, no Adrian Peterson, no Travis Homer. Uh, I thought a couple of weeks ago that DJ Dallas may start to emerge, but they haven't kind of gone there. So Penny's uh, do or die here. The guy's trying to play for a contract next year. It'll probably be somewhere else other than Seattle. So uh, I like the call there, Wiz. All righty. So um, it's, it's me at wide receiver. I'll start us out here. I think there's going to be points in the Cowboys-Washington football game. I think you know, Washington's played a couple of, I think, back-to-back 17 to 15 games. I think this is gonna, there's going to be points in this game. I want to have players in this game on DraftKings and stack them uh, as well and prop bets. So I, I like Terry McLaurin a lot in this game at uh, 7000 I believe is his price. He plays well against the Cowboys. I know Trayvon Diggs is a good young player, but he's, he's been susceptible to really good route runners. He takes some chances. I think McLaurin's going to get a lot of targets in this game. I like him at 7000 In that same game, Amari Cooper, 5900 plays well every single time they play Washington. He barely stepped on the field the last time they played, has had 10 days off since the Thursday game. I think he's going to come back strong. I think the Cowboys are going to be throwing a lot in this game at 5900 uh, Hunter Renfro, 6100 is just a player that I just feel has so much trust from David Carr that um, – Derek Carr that I think he's going to get uh, a lot of volume and he's going to get a lot of passes. So Hunter Renfro for volume at 6,100. And I'm going to say Devontae Adams at 8,600. He only caught four passes. I realize it was like four for 90 against them the first time, but he only caught four passes. I think the Bears are going to make the others for the Green Bay beat them and beat them with paper cuts instead of big plays to Devontae Adams. So at that price tag, I'm going to risk it. Uh, I know it's difficult anytime you absolutely fade Adams, but 
I'm going to give him a fade this week at 8,600. All right. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, yeah, that game will be played in, in Green Bay. I don't know what the weather is at this, this point in time. Um, but yeah, let, let, let's see what happens. And I think a lot of times try, trying to take out a team's best player is, is, is probably the most suited strategy. So we'll see how that kind of works out. Uh, as far as me for receiver, uh, I'm going to agree with you wholeheartedly on Hunter Renfro. You know, we talked about this player over the last couple of years about the way the player has been used. I think the opportunity has kind of seized itself here, especially with Darren Waller being out at 6,100. I think it's an absolute steal. I think he's worth a look on, on the prop side of things as well. Uh, I absolutely love Tyler Lockett this week. I think he has a monster game. I actually think Russell Wilson and Seattle um, have a very big passing game. Uh, I probably would, would, would I, if, 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 if Metcalf wasn't a little bit banged up, I'd kind of go there too. But I think a really big game from Tyler Lockett this week. I am right with you with uh, Terry McLaurin. I'm going to add one other guy I've mentioned uh, repeatedly about the Baltimore defense this week. Jarvis Landry, while he has had, you know, they've been managing his reps and practices. Uh, Jarvis Landry, I could see easily getting one of these kind of eight or nine for 80 or 90 yards. That's kind of his his uh, you know make make or break type uh, line when when he's. Uh, involved in the offense, and I think with a, a secondary that's reeling uh, in Baltimore, I, I like that player this week. Uh, guys, I'm going to fade. I mentioned Joe Burrow, so I'm going to fade Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase is definitely getting a lot more attention in this offense. I also am a little bit fearful if T. Higgins is not 100% that you'll see more coverage kind of slanted towards Jamar Chase. Russell Gage had a monster week last week, but it's not going to happen this week against the Carolina Panthers. Um, I think you'll see that as well uh, when I talk about the tight end position. And you know what? Cam Newton showed you how lousy he really is. So DJ Moore has to be faded despite the very, very enticing matchup against the Atlanta Falcons. All righty. Good stuff. Um... What do you got at tight end? Yeah, so I mentioned tight end. Uh, look, uh, indoors against the Carolina Panthers earlier this year, Matt Ryan threw for 146 yards. He was under constant pressure. It was an ugly, ugly game. They go outdoors against a team that was off last week. This is a strong defense. I know they're coming off a week where they fired their offensive coordinator. Uh, but I think you could see one of these games where the Carolina Panthers are really controlling the clock and they're going to take out you – know, this is a strong defense still, a very strong defense. Kyle Pitts, first time he played against Carolina, two catches, 14 yards. So that's a player I am fading. Uh, at tight end, I'm willing to pay up this week, Wiz, as well. I'm paying up for George Kittle, uh, especially if Debo Samuel's banged up in this game. Uh, two other guys I think are worth me- – uh, well, excuse me, one other guy worth mentioning for me. Uh, I keep talking about Baltimore, but I know Austin Hooper uh, is going to become more involved in this game, especially with I, – I think both Njuku and uh, Bryant are banged up in this game. So I love Austin Hooper in this game, Wiz. All righty. Oh, who's your fade? Oh, Pitts. I meant – I talked about Pitts already. I'm, fa- I'm fading Kyle Pitts. So he did nothing the last time against Carolina. That's where I started this, uh, and uh, I'm fading that player again in this game. I don't see uh, I don't see Kyle Pitts having a good game against Carolina. All righty. I'm uh, paying up a tight end as well. I am I'm not shying away from Mahomes and Kelsey this week. They, they have just owned the Raiders these last couple of years. Um and the first game they played was nothing different. I, I paying up 7400 for Travis Kelsey. I'm going to stack uh, Mahomes with Kelsey and Josh Allen with Dawson Knox at 5000 who had a terrible game in that crazy weather game 
against the Patriots on Monday Night Football. I think he bounces back in a big way. So I'm loving Kelsey and Dawson Knox. And I'm going to stay in Rob Gronkowski this week at 6,000. I just think this is the strong suit for the Buffalo Bills, that safety position. Micah Hyde is, is really probably the best strong safety in the National Football League. So I know Gronkowski owns and really is able to out-physical most safeties, but I think this will be a different situation. So at 6,000, I'm going to fade him, and I think there are other places to go with tight end this week. Oh, uh, yeah, it's funny you mentioned that, Wiz. He will also be in my uh, prop bets this week, uh, Rob Gronkowski. So uh, I, I like the direction you're going, and I'm, I'm in complete agreement with you there. All right, it's time to, for the break the slate players. What do you got? Yeah, so, uh, you know, look, I think a lot of people will be on uh, guys like Hasty and, and Jamar Jefferson, uh, I think, for sure. But I, I'm going to go without my break the slate guy this week, without Keenan Allen, I'm going to predict this right now. Donald Parham is going to score a touchdown, and this is going to be his breakout game of the year. So Donald Parham, uh, I've talked about this player a lot, but without Keenan Allen, they'll have to go in different directions here. He is the player that will benefit. That is my break the slate player this week, Wiz. You love that guy. Uh, Yeah, I could see that. I was looking at a few of the Charger players as well, and I'm going to go with the aforementioned Jamar Jefferson, who I think is a terrific player, is a player that I actually drafted in a league, and I think he's going to get his opportunity, and at 4000 the minimum price salary at running back, my break-to-slate player is going to be Jamar Jefferson against the Broncos um, um, tomorrow. So that's what I have. All right, fantastic. Uh, Well done, as always. And uh, now we're going to get into the game lines and prop bets. Uh, I have three game lines. I have an absolute uh, plethora of prop bets. bets this week, Wiz. I think a, I think a baker's dozen on tap there. Um, <laughs> what, what are you looking at as far as game lines this week and uh, prop bets? See, I have uh, three, four, five, six, seven. I have eight prop plays in total. Uh, one is going to be a two-unit play. Everything else is going to be one. And I have uh, one game that I absolutely love this week that's going to be a two-unit play. So uh, why don't you start this week with the three games that you like this week all right well we've talked a lot about uh, the ravens uh i love the fact that the browns are coming off their bye week uh they are laying three points to the ravens uh i did not like the way that game ended i thought a very unusual decision uh by harbaugh but nonetheless he, he kind of felt that that was a direction he needed to go in that particular game but i, I like the cleveland browns laying three points to the ravens i think the the browns will have their way with the ravens in this particular ball game uh the tennessee titans another team coming off a of bye week i think Urban Meyer and the Jacksonville Jaguars are just going in a completely wrong direction. Uh, I see them dominating this game despite the fact that they're they're banged up injury-wise without their two most talented players in A.J. Brown and um, and Derrick Henry, of course. Uh, but laying eight against the Jacksonville Jaguars, uh, I like Tennessee, again, coming off the bye week. And the feisty Detroit Lions, um, I don't think the Denver Broncos should be favored by 10 against anybody, Wiz. Uh, I, I know they're on the road, but I'm going to take the Lions to kind of have a little bit of carryover at, at getting 10 points against the Broncos. I'm going to, I know that, you know, we mentioned Swift and stuff like that, but I'm going to take the Detroit Lions getting 10 against the Broncos this week. Yeah, I don't have really any view on those games. I will say I'm always dubious of the Titans. I think they're overrated. Um, Lingy points with them. I don't know about that one. I just, I just feel like I just don't trust them. Uh, but, uh, We'll see how that plays out. My play of the week is one game, a two-unit play. The Buffalo Bills are going to go in and beat the, and beat Tampa Bay tomorrow. The Bills have not lost back-to-back games all year, and that's going to continue. Um, 
the Bills match up very, very well with teams that play a finesse-style game. I, I compare Tampa Bay with Kansas City, and Buffalo went into Kansas City early this year and absolutely walloped Kansas City. Um, I know Tom Brady and Tampa Bay, and he hasn't lost at home, and he's leading the NFL and everything. But I don't see it tomorrow. I think Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills are going to go in there and uh, win that game. So my two-unit play is, are the Buffalo Bills plus three-and-a-half against Tampa Bay. All right. Fantastic. Love it. Uh, and, and, yeah, look, that's probably the best game of the day, Wiz, right? I mean, when we look at the matchups, uh, you know, at least at least for tomorrow, that, that should be one of the uh, premier matchups of the day. All righty. So uh, you had a, uh, a bunch of prop plays. So why don't you take them – one at a time. Let me ask you this question: do you, do you prefer any of them over the others, or are they all on going to be a one unit play for you? Yeah, they're they're all going to be one unit plays. Uh, but you know, I put a lot of thought into it uh, on matchups and personnel and all that sort of stuff. So, uh, so yeah, let's start at the top. Zach Wilson uh, is playing this week without a lot of his weapons. Uh, Corey Davis is gone. Uh, we know the running back situation is a little bit of a mess with the Jets. Uh, Jets are not a good football team. Uh, it looks like a Elijah Moore is also coming into this game, but 228 and a half, 228 and a half yards uh, against the Saints. Uh, I, I don't really like it, so I'm going to fade that. I'm taking the under Zach Wilson passing yards in this particular ball game. Was um, Josh Jacobs rushing yards 54 and a half? I'm taking the over there. Uh, you mentioned Taysom Hill as a as a potential play this week, but you know I, I see Taysom Hill despite the fact that. Uh, Kamara will be coming back, but we know Ingram's uh, out of the picture this week as well. 56 and a half yards rushing. I'll take that over on Taysom Hill rushing yards. Uh, we talked about Rashad Penny, 38 and a half rushing yards. Sounds awfully low uh, to me in a player that I think this week gets a lot of opportunity. So I'm taking the over in Rashad, uh, in Rashad Penny uh, rushing yards, 38 and a half. Uh, I'm going to go with the over with Antonio Gibson, 65 and a half rushing yards. Uh, I'm going to take the over with Tyler Lockett. Receiving yards, 64 and a half. I'm going to take the under. Uh, Justin Gage, receiving yards, 54 and a half. You mentioned Gronkowski. I'm taking the under at 50 and a half yards receiving by Rob Gronkowski. Uh, I'm taking the over in Austin Eckler receiving yards, 44 and a half. Uh, and the last guy, Wiz, is, 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 uh, is, is Joe Mixon, 95 and a half yards rushing and receiving. I don't think he's 100% in this game. San Fran's got a very good defense, especially up front. Taking the under Joe Mixon, 95 and a half total yards for this week. All righty. That's, uh, I think, I count to 10. Was there any more or? Oh, maybe I, maybe I missed up. Yeah, no, that's it. That's it. Maybe I thought I had more than that, but that's all I have. I'll have to. I have to go through my notes again, but that's th- those are all my bets, Wiz. All right, I have I have uh, eight and uh, seven are going to be a one unit play, and then one is going to be a two unit play. So I'll save the two unit play for last. Uh, I'm really thinking there's going to be uh, points in that Cowboy Washington game, so I want to play three prop plays from that game. I want to play. I'm with you on Antonio Gibson over in rushing yards. I think it's up to 67 and a half yards this morning. So I'm going to play that one. I'm going to go Amari Cooper over 52 and a half yards receiving yards and McQuarren over 61 and a half receiving yards, three in that same game. Nobody runs the ball against the uh, Saints. No running back does. Uh, it's 20 and a half for Ty Johnson. I'm still going under. I just don't think he's going to get enough carries, enough time of possession for the Jets, any of that. So I'm liking Ty Johnson under 20 and a half. Um, the Seahawks give up a lot of receptions to running backs. I'm going to play 
David Johnson, who seems to be fully healthy for the first time in a while. The Texans with a rookie quarterback in a situation that they're probably going to be trailing. I'm going to go over two and a half receptions for David Johnson. Once again, I'm double dipping on Travis Kelsey against the Raiders. Over five and a half receptions and over 73 and a half yards of receiving. Double dipping for all of those plays, one unit. And my two unit play is going to be Josh Allen over 338 and a half yards of total offense, throwing and rushing as my two-unit play. I think in this game, um, with a with a secondary that is susceptible and has given up big plays all year, uh, Josh Allen is going to be throwing the ball all over the ballpark. So I'm loving Josh Allen. That's my best prop play of the week. 338-and-a-half combined passing yards and rushing yards. Yeah, I'm sure the, the, the Buffalo Bills are going to be very excited to be in Tampa Bay this week uh, after that uh, very cold game in Orchard Park uh, against, the, against the New England Patriots yeah. <laughs> with those crazy no, wind gusts. No question. So that's all I got. Anything else you wanted to add? Or No, that's it. I'm going to wish everybody luck this week. If you're uh, on the cusp of a playoff spot and you need to win this week, hopefully you can kind of pull through. Uh, as far as the prop stuff, hopefully uh, we're continuing to help uh, everybody out there. Uh, I think we put a lot of time into kind of thinking through uh, game scenarios and all that. So, uh, yeah, hopefully you've kind of been riding the wave with us. Uh, it's, been, it's been a fun year so far. Obviously, it's going to continue through the rest of the season and into the playoffs. But uh, good luck, everyone. Everyone, uh, if you're trying to get into the playoffs this Wiz, uh, and that goes for you too, Wiz, uh, I, I know you're battling for some spots uh, as well in terms of positioning and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, good, good luck to everybody out there this weekend. I appreciate that. And, uh, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll be back for the uh, playoff week starting in week 15, uh, I believe, on Wednesday. All right, everybody, Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast. We are on Spotify. We are on Apple Podcasts and SoundCloud. Uh, Have a good weekend. Enjoy the football, and uh, good luck to all. Thank you.